0: Thank you, Beryl. Let's pray um, as we invite Emmanuel forward to speak. Father God, thank you that you speak to us through your word and you speak to us through your servants. And Lord, we know that you have been working through Emmanuel as as he's prepared for today. And we pray, Father, that that his words would be from you. We thank you for the time and the uh, energy he spent studying this passage. And Lord, we pray... um, for Emmanuel as he shares it with us this morning. Amen. Thank you so much for the prayers, and thank you, Beryl. That was fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, good morning to you, church, and morning to those joining us online. My name is Emmanuel Bakey, and I'm the curate here, at Christ Church Subbiting Hill the Gospel according to Job. May I begin today by telling you a story of what happened several decades ago. A man stood outside the White House crying, and a young man, a young boy, approached him and said to him, What is wrong to you, mister? Apparently, this man was a soldier, and he said, I need to see the president because he is the only one who can solve the problem that I have. I am a common man, and the guards would not let me in. So the boy looked at him and said, Would you come with me? The boy held his hand and led him through the gate, through security, to the Oval Office and then said to President Abraham Lincoln, the 16th President of the United States of America, Dad, this man needs to see you. Think about the story for a moment. Because here we see a desperate man who needed help. And today we conclude our series in the book of Job with a man who was very, very desperate, who at this point was thinking about his death and beyond. Let us pray. Dear Lord, help us to hear and understand your words and apply it in our lives. In Christ's name we pray. In his desperation, Job longed for an advocate to plead his cause before God. In his anguish, he felt God was against him Job asked his friends, have pity on me, verse 21. And he thought actually that they had joined God in pursuing him, verse 22. He goes on in verse 21b to say, for the hand of God has struck me. From the narrative in chapters 1, verse 11 and 12, and chapter 2, verse 5, we know that God was not against Job, but it was Satan who was behind it all. Job's principal principal accuser was Satan. The hands and the fingers that destroyed Job's possessions and killed his children and wrecked his health were the hands of Satan, acting with the permission of the Lord within strict boundaries, of course. You see, Job, like his friends, were not aware of this storyline, of the dialogue that took place between God and Satan in those verses I mentioned. Similarly, I think that's why in the New Testament, believers are warned in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 to be alert and of sober mind. For your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. Furthermore, in Luke, chapter 22, verse 31 and 30 to 32 Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you all like wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. If Satan was the chief accuser of Job, his friends were his tormentors. His wife and servants deserted him. Little boys on the streets scorned him. In desperation, therefore, Job declared, Do I cry? Violence! I get no response. Do I call for help? There is no justice. Verse 7. But who will help or mediate on behalf of Job? Recall the story I told you at the beginning. The social barrier between the soldier and the president of the United States of America was huge. This man was was not rich. Neither was he an influential politician. Worse still, he had not been invited to the White House. Security, of course, wouldn't let him in. But that little boy let him in. You see, it takes, it matters, really, doesn't it, who notices, who takes notice of you. Joe's expectation is summed up in the question he asks in chapter 16, verse 21, who will plead with God as one pleads for a friend? There was a wide distance between God the sufferer and God the judge. Although things have gone terribly wrong, yet... Job had a passionate longing for God. For several times in his dialogues, Job recognized his inability to stand before God, who is perfect and awesome to present his defense. And so Job knew he required an advocate who could speak for him but who will be his advocate? In chapter 9, verse 33, Job said, if only there was someone to mediate between us, someone to bring us together. He wishes for justice to be done by the God above, who is above Satan. And his longing grew stronger, as he looked forward to being finally vindicated. He cried out loud, Earth, do not cover my blood. May my cry never be laid to rest. Verse 16, 18. May my innocence and the unfairness of it never be forgotten. Like the blood of righteous Abel in Genesis chapter 4 verse 10. He continues, even now my witness is in heaven. My advocate is on high. 16, 19. My intercessor is my friend. Job sixteen twenty. As his illness grew worse, it seems Job was losing the battle. And if he dies, his friends will not be satisfied, verse 22. For they were sure to malign his character forever. He longs for his innocence to be recorded permanently on a scroll or engraved in rock forever, verse 23 and 24. Looking forward to that time after his death, he says, I know that my Redeemer lives. And after death, I myself will see him with my own eyes. The Hebrew word translated Redeemer means someone to whom one, someone to whom one is related, kin or family, whose job is to make sure that justice is done for a fellow family member in effect Job was saying that God was related to him by covenant and that he belonged to him and his people he believed God will vindicate him and declare him a true believer with a clear conscience the redeemer is God, And we have the book of Job as proof of prayer answered for a permanent record of his life. This is the gospel of Job. Some commentators have said that Job perceived the future resurrection of Christ and was therefore confident that one day he will see the living God who will vindicate him. And he was vindicated not after death, but whilst alive. You see, whereas Job's testing under Satan proves Job righteous and God right, Jesus' temptation and trials led to death. But the Redeemer God publicly vindicated Christ on the third day. In contrast, God did not allow Satan to push Job that far. God vindicates every Christian from from ever having the devil speak a bad word against them. It is exciting to know, their brothers and sisters, that in our pain, Or suffering. We can trust in Jesus Christ. Our kinsman redeemer. We live on this side of the cross. Where Satan has been defeated. Amen. And we know that God is for us. If we are in Christ. Romans 8.31-39. Our position is a privileged one. Not because we know him, but much more because he knows us. You hear this saying often that who you know does matter. But may I say that what matters really is who knows you. And we're talking about God knowing us. We're not like that soldier in the story who was a total stranger to the president. The little boy, yes, led him to his father, but Jesus does more for you and for me. For we belong to him. He knows us. He speaks on our behalf. He intercedes on our behalf. He stands in solidarity with us in our pain and struggles. Yes, we still mess up. Yes, we still get things wrong. But rather than our trials being given to prove God right, because of course Jesus has done that once and for all for us, they are given to make us righteous people. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the Righteous One, 1 John 2, 1. Christ's advocacy continues to avail for us. So let us bring our pain to the Lord Jesus Christ, who himself suffered, so you and I can have access into the very presence of God. One of the reasons we stay discouraged is that we don't take advantage of this access that we have been given through our mediator, Jesus, the King's man redeemer. His skin was ripped open, and the veil in the temple was turned to create an opening so that you and I can enter God's presence with our pain. In your pain, brothers and sisters, trust in Jesus Christ, your kinsman redeemer. It is Jesus who is our advocate. It is through Jesus, that we can stand before our maker. It is because of Jesus that we are redeemed from our sins. In his final response to God, Job does not give a defense, but instead recognizes himself a sinner who has no right to question God. In your painful situation, trust in Jesus, your kinsman, redeemer, for there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man, Christ Jesus. 1 Timothy 2.5 So as we come to pray now, let us, as Job did, and he invites us to do in this gospel according to Job, let us Without any reservation, embrace this advocacy that has been made possible through the blood of Jesus.